0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. This week on Brothers in Tech, no particular topic or focus or even preparation. It's the brothers just getting together and talking about home security cameras, video projector solutions, and headphones you can swim in. Plus, what apps are on our front page of our phones? You have to listen to find out here on Brothers in Tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Alan Jackson here from the eastern side of the United States, talking with my brother in tech on the western side of the United States, Brian Jackson. How you doing, Brian?
0: Alan, I am... I am well. I am very well. I'm just I just realized as you started the show that this might be the earliest in the day that you and I have recorded together. Yep. Right. It is. Usually it's a late night, uh, late night for you and kind of afternoon for me or late afternoon evening for me. And uh, and I have to tell you, I usually am drinking uh, during our episodes because <laughs> it's kind of the only way I can get through this with you. Mm-hmm. Um and you know what? Um, yeah. Drinking drinking eleven a.m. in the morning is not so bad, right? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I went ahead and decided I'm drinking. I'm going to drink Are anyway because I yeah. To keep so it. Going, you're
1: but. you're just now discovering this because I I well, could have told you uh, drinking <laughs> at eleven a.m.
0: It works. There's nothing wrong with it. No, so. no, this is, this is good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I, I just want to continue our excellence that we usually have with me yeah. with drinks in hand. So, uh,
1: so yeah, I'm pretty much canceling
0: out the rest of the day is what I'm going to do. So,
1: well, uh, it's pretty much idea. what I have to do after we, you and I end up recording. Cause I think we, we put so much brain energy into this, <laughs> this show. I'm kind of shot the rest of the day. I mean, well, really I'm, I'm going home after this. It's just going to start the weekend early.
0: So that's why um, you normally want to record like late at night. You're like, I yeah. know I can't do anything after. Well, battery
1: just puts Brian. me to sleep. I'm one of the two. Yeah. It's like I'm ready to go to sleep right afterwards because it's just, wow, did we just really talk for an hour about yeah. long care? <laughs> you
0: know, I'm, I'm pretty inspired. I'm pretty inspired right now. Yeah. yeah. I am motivated.
1: Well, yeah. so here's the deal, Brian. We – uh you know, we, 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 we've been bringing in some guests and we've been having some very focused topic discussions about uh, technology for the last few months, but occasionally we'll break and and do a show or an episode with just you and me talking about another particular topic. Or in the case of today, we don't have any topic planned at all. Yeah. So we kind of came in with this with no notes, no preparation whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And But I think we can still have fun with this. We're going to, you and I love to talk technology. We love to talk about uh, the kind of technology we're introducing into our lives and trying to use or have experimented with. And uh, this is kind of our our typical conversation, even before we started doing the podcast. So why don't we uh, just give that a whirl for today and and just kind of talk about uh, what we're into these days, technology wise, and what some new things we're trying out or. And, uh, and I have a little game I want to play a little bit later Ooh. with you as well, um, where okay. I want to talk about the apps on your phone, hmm. uh, which apps are the sacred ones that made the front page of your, of your phone. Okay. So the idea that what apps do you feel like when you turn your phone on are so important to you or so necessary for you to use that they're right there on that front panel with no, hmm. no swiping to the next Second, third page, no nested in a folder anywhere. What are the what are the apps? And okay. we're gonna kinda of compare notes on that a little bit later.
0: So we're gonna so, we're gonna do that. We're gonna do that second, right? So you're gonna give me time yeah. to, to adjust my apps so that I don't look <laughs> stupid. To-
1: <laughs> You're uh, you're going to go ahead and like quickly reorganize your apps just to That's make right. it sound cooler that you've got like cooler ones on the front page.
0: That's right. So, yeah, yeah. As long as I, I get some time it. here, we're good. Yeah, so we'll no, do that a fun. little bit later. That'd be, later. Fun. I'll give That'd be you, fun.
1: I'll give you some time to prep on that one. But uh, cool. Yeah.
0: Well, and then of course my contribution as I said is we, you know, we'll do this first half. Just let's let's see if there's some new things going on tech wise uh, for us. I've got a couple of things that okay. uh, have kind of come up recently, um, and I thought about keeping it for one of our bits episodes, but you know, I've got plenty of things to talk about on those, but, um, yeah, well, let me, so I'd say, let's, Where let's, let's bounce it off a little bit. I got two things. I got two okay. things that are kind of taking my bandwidth in terms of tech. Uh, right. one, yeah, one is like, a repeat I'd like to hear those. Yeah. So one is a repeat Alan. One, we've, we've talked about how I'm using the wise, uh, outdoor cameras. We talked mm-hmm. about those before they're wireless. Um, and, uh, I just, I've been incredibly impressed with them, but really kind of a cool use or a, 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 a nice use for these uh, outdoor cameras, given that they're completely wireless, there's zero mm-hmm. wire. And actually even the mounting that I put on the outside of my house is just a screw that this hangs on. It's not like it's bolted in that I have to do a lot of, I can go and just grab it, lift it up and take it off. Well, as you know, uh, and we haven't actually talked about this yet, but we're, um, we have a, an RV from our family that mm-hmm. we're actually right now actually uh, planning to sell, but we had it parked in our driveway for the last couple nights. Mm-hmm. And I have a camera out on the front of uh, uh, the uh, front of the house at the, dri- the um, uh, garage pointed to the driveway. It's always pointed towards our cars. Well, the RV is pretty big, right? I mean, it's massive in front of this thing and my camera is not catching all of it. So I actually, it's it's just so cool to be able to take one of these uh, outdoor cameras. I took one from the other side of the house, just took it off, put it inside the RV on the dash. It's close Mm -hmm. enough to the house that it's still getting Wi-Fi. So Mm -hmm. now I have it in the RV just in case someone were to come in the back of the RV or try to break in whatever. I got it perfectly um, set up to where it sends me a notification and it's recording, you know, 12 seconds of that. I just find that these wireless cameras that are easy to move around, easy to set up, um, there's just so many uses for them. We had it probably two weeks ago. We thought we had a (laughs) Either a rat or a squirrel problem in our backyard and digging holes, so I took the camera and actually put it on the deck right next to where these holes were to mm-hmm. try to see if I could catch something i didn't I didn't actually see anything happening, but I put one down in our crawl space when we put some mouse traps out just to double check and see it was it's super cool to have these so easily movable uh, all they have to do is be within Wi-fi distance and uh, so yeah, in these particular ones, the wise outdoor cams. They can stand up or they can hang. So you mm-hmm. can kind of prop them up, bend them around a little bit so they stand. So
1: and, and just to kind of reiterate too, this is these these standalone cameras. I mean, you're you're truly using them. They're just for viewing whenever you want to go and view something from a certain camera and it's capturing and recording. So it uh, is
0: it is recording to the cloud for free. I'm not when there's any, motion or all the time. When there's motion. Okay. When there's motion. So okay. Right. So here's here's the and we mentioned this before, but just to clarify, with Wise, and I'm sure it's similar with some other companies, if you paid for their service, it would do kind of a constant recording. Anytime there's movement, it would record, it would record it record it in store, and it would record all of the movement. So if someone mm-hmm. walked in that RV when I had the camera in there, it would record the entire time that they're in there and I could go back and see it the free version which is what i'm using is it still records every time there's movement but it only records for 12 seconds and then it takes 5 minutes off before it records another 12 seconds and that's hmm. so that it's not running the battery down constantly sure so which is really nice it lets me know something's happening i can see 12 seconds of it that they're you know moving around
1: we don't imagine that's enough time to at least see if somebody were there yeah. you would see that person for all of, i mean yeah, yeah if
0: you think about it, if someone walked through your yard from one side to the other. I mean, it's 12 seconds is going to get you enough to see. Okay. Then coming in the screen. So, and that's free again. I'm not paying a single dime for that. Each of those cameras was, I think $30, maybe, maybe $40, the outdoor ones. Um, and that's a one time, Cost right, and I just recharged them. We talked about before how these mm-hmm. these things are lasting three months at least, maybe even probably more like five months yeah, uh, if I allowed great. it to go. It all depends on how much activity now we did realize another little key tip. I put one on my side yard and I happened to put it to where we have a rose bush that has grown up in front of it. Mm-hmm. now if the rose bush is close, so all of a sudden if the wind blows. I'm constantly getting. There's movement. There's movement. There's movement, and that battery actually went down in about a month. Oh wow! But when it's okay. close, when, the, when yeah. the information's close, it's always saying it's movement. If sure. it's seeing stuff far away, it's much more, much less sensitive about it. So, hmm. anyway, there. I just. I'm. I'm. I'm really excited when I can find something that gives me what I need in terms of security, but it's not costing me a lot per month. And you know, for well, anything, so I was gonna,
1: yeah. And I was going to ask and follow up on that. So you you don't have a paid security plan Zero. system at all. Zero. You are just you are upfitting your your house with cameras. Yep. And do you have any sensors on doors or anything, or is it? Just I, have, truly- uh,
0: I have sensors on every door. So okay. that it tells me if it's open or closed and that's All part right. of the same system. I don't pay for you know.
1: So you get notified personally. Yep. If doors are open or closed. Yes. And you get notified if there's activity on one of your cameras. Correct. Okay. Yep. So it's putting the onus on you. And I, there's a reason I'm getting to this. Mm-hmm. It's putting kind of the burden on you, so to speak, that look, if you feel like there's somebody at your house that should not be there. I got to do someone something. is entering your house. Yep. You're going to call. But you're going to be notified immediately. See, this is this is a philosophical thing I'm kind of wrestling with, Brian. I'm having to retrain my, my brain from 40 years of kind of how you're supposed to think about security mm-hmm. systems. I get the idea of, of more traditional security systems in that they will monitor your house. And the minute they notice that something is happening, they will contact the authorities for you and have the police show yep. up at your house. Yep the thing that's taken that out of the equation is that now we can get notified the very second something's happening and we can decide whether to place a call to the authorities or not. So we really have not changed the reaction time to something happening. I mean, you know, if, if, if your alarm went off at your house and you weren't there in the older days, you don't know, right. Or you, you may get a phone call, but that phone call is going to probably come a couple minutes later. Yeah. After they've already called the authorities. And you also
0: have to be in cell phone range or in a in reachable
1: range, which is the same with me. I have to yeah, be yeah. within
0: you know, notice range.
1: Right. So getting into the security home security system I have now. And again, I went with the abode system that we talked mm-hmm. about in a, few, um, a past episode where it is an integrated security system, but I'm not paying any monthly fees because I'm, a. have gotten to the idea of kind of like we're with you saying, look, If some, I've got a motion camera in my house and I can set it that if none of us are there, like it it knows all four of the members of our family and it knows that if our phones are all gone, (laughs) meaning we are all out of the house, then it's going to notify me if there is activity on the motion camera or it's going to notify me if something else happens. So, and I feel like if I get notified, then I am just as responsive and quick to call the police and say, Hey, go. can you yeah, go? This is yeah, happening. Yeah. I got an alarm system set off on my house. Somebody's there. Can you go do something? Yeah. So, so Alan, interesting.
0: Let, let me ask you that. Yeah. So in your, well, in your planning, right? Not doomsday planning, but in your emergency planning, <laughs> if you were noticed, if we were notified, yeah. what would you do? So let's say you've got a notice on your uh, phone at work, that says there's movement. You maybe look quickly at the clip and see that I do. someone is moving. I, if
1: I look click quickly at the clip and I do see that it's, it's yep. legit. It wasn't just do? like my son walking home and he left his phone somewhere and he just happened to walk in the house. Um, I, I called the local police. Okay. Okay. I mean, I just, I got the local number on my, on speed dial. And so say, does hey, your,
0: you does know. your camera have the voice?
1: capability? Yes.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm thinking my emergency is if I'm at work, I see it. I immediately go to the little microphone and I yell at whoever's there. And maybe I grab my office phone and I call the 911, right? To me, that's that's going to be okay, kind yeah. of my system. No, yeah, right? so yeah. I want to yell yeah. at them and say, I can see you get out of my house. Police are on the way, right? Like you see on the TV, right? Right. Because yep. I mean,
1: obviously, the the best solution if somebody were breaking into your house is to get them out of your house as quickly as possible. It's to like, make that sure is, that
0: make sure their faces on the video and get them out of yep. your house as quickly as, them out as of your possible. House. <laughs> right.
1: So right. you yelling at them yep. in your threatening voice yep. yes. and, and demeanor, yes, um, is going to hopefully shoo them away. Right. But you're still going to go ahead and call nine one one, report it get somebody out there to to check on. Um, So
0: interesting on the two, two things about that. One um, I have used the voice thing recently uh, and I've actually used it for our dog. I think I told you, our dog has got a lot of separation anxiety lately after COVID. I've been home all the time. Now that we started going away, Mm -hmm. he started chewing up blinds and everything. Uh, Just the other day, we took one of those easy, easy to move cameras, moved it into the living room where he normally hangs out and while we were out uh, with some friends, we were getting notifications, and then I would, you know, click on it, go live, and I'd be hearing him howling or crying or something. So yeah. I quickly went in and kind of said, you know, Cooper, everything's okay, that sort of stuff. Now it freaked him out completely. <laughs> <laughs> he's what? looking at the camera. He's like, "What is going on?" But at least it's like, okay, now I know when something's happening. There's another reason to potentially use the voice to say, you know, "Hey, uh, I'm." I'm on my way home, you know, or you know, whatever. Um, so I think there, there's lots of little benefits that weren't really possible with old security systems, right? Old security systems yeah. were about, as you said, police are coming right away. Here you go, yeah. and there's a big alarm that scares them away. Um, so I think that's. I think that works pretty well. Um, the uh,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm i I'm trying to get used to the idea of not having a paid security plan. Yeah. Yep. That is still a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a, a mindset obstacle. I, I'll take it from this standpoint too. I've got a similar system here at the off here at my office building, a building yeah. that, you know, our, our family owns. And we have a security alarm system here and it is a traditional security system. Meaning there's a keypad at each of the doors. If somebody enters the door and does not key in the right code, the alarm goes off. And there's motion sensors up and down the halls. And if somebody's there after we've armed the, uh, the office building, it's going to immediately set off the alarm. It's going to immediately contact the police department. Luckily, the police department is honestly right across the street from this building. Mm. So
0: nice.
1: that's nice. But um, I set it up. I went ahead to go in and change some settings. I went ahead and had it set to text message me every time the door is armed or disarmed. Mm. And as that started happening, I'm just like, oh, you know what? Actually, I can actually get text message on every time something is set off on a motion sensor or alarm after a certain, in certain hour ranges. If I said every time after seven o'clock at night, tell me yep. if this happens. Yep. It got me wondering, do I really need to be paying the security service if I'm going to be right. just as responsive getting the text message and say, oh, motion sensor went off at eight o'clock at night. Should not be anybody there. I'm going to go and call the yeah. police right now. So I don't know.
0: Well, I do think that there's one, <clears throat> one factor that people need to be considering. Um, and we thought about this a lot. If you, if you're someone who travels out of yeah. cell phone range, often you mm-hmm. may be better off having, I mean, cause you know, you're not going to get that notice. You're not going to be able to yell through the the camera at someone because you're not in a, you know, uh, a uh, network area do you want the police automatically notified? And if so, mm-hmm. then you got to pay for a service. But if you're mm-hmm. someone that lives in a city area or rarely leaves the cell phone service area yeah, and you know you're going to get that notice, I think it's, yeah. I think it's fine. Right. I mean, it, to me, well, and also what I would say, I don't have kids. So for us, usually it's Laura and I out together and it's a matter of, is someone mm-hmm. snooping yeah. around our house? Um, And that's
1: kids could be a little bit of the issue. I mean, I know with the system we have, I can set it to specifically say only trigger any kind of alarm. If none of us are there and it knows that all four of our registered users, our four family members, and we all have iPhones that we keep with us everywhere we go pretty much. If all four are gone, then these alarm settings can be set. Um, But if any of us are there at the house, then obviously all alarm capabilities need to be shut off. And, um, yeah, seems we pretty good, but I guess overall, I'm I'm encouraged to hear what you're doing with the security cameras or at least the motion cameras. And knowing that I think there are, as we mentioned in our home security episode many months ago, there are nice options for people yep. if they don't <laughs> want to pay a monthly fee. But I think the caveats you mentioned about, are you accessible by cell phone on our, all the time? And, uh, do you have kids that could go in and out of the house and set it off? And also pets too. I mean, I do have to keep in mind Mm -hmm. motion sensors for our dog in the house too. So, um, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: and, 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 but you also think these days, I I kind of viewed it as I want to, I don't, I don't mind buying pieces of equipment that I can take to my next house. If I move that I can use in other ways, that's the other thing about a system. I could, I could pay for a big and installed system, but then you're also, like, limited in terms of if I moved, am I leaving all that equipment behind, if it's wired and all that sort of yeah, stuff. I just true. love the idea of wireless. I love the idea of customizable. I love the idea that, as I said, we thought we had some issues in our crawl space. And just to be able to take a camera down there, set it down, and have that rather than going and rewiring something or having the company yeah. come out and put one in, It just, yeah, the flexibility has been great. So. So anyway, that's that's my well, one one kind of update well, that I would me, give.
1: I've got something I'd like to bring up. Sure, and this is a little bit of a follow up uh, from from something I've mentioned in the past. As we're talking kind of home security and home uh, camera devices, I had mentioned in a previous episode about my use of the Logitech Circle View doorbell. Mm, yeah, I had it put on the house, and. Really like, again, I was looking for something that would work with HomeKit, my, my HomeKit setup at the house. And this is one that is native to HomeKit, meaning it's kind of nice. There's not another app you install. There's no app for this doorbell. It is all managed through HomeKit. So <laughs> you add it to your HomeKit network. You can control everything you want to control from there. But the problem I was having, I don't know if you recall this or not, Brian. problem I was having is I have the doorbell facing out on my front door. My front door faces a very, very busy street. Yeah. And the problem was I had it set to notify us whenever there's motion. Well, of course, there's motion every 10 seconds going by our house. So I turned that off like within five minutes because I realized this is not going to work. And it was a little frustrating for a while because, I mean, we use it as a doorbell. And if somebody rings the doorbell, it pops up on our phone. It pops up on our, our, our Apple TV. If we're watching TV on the inside, nice. we hear the doorbell over our pods. It's really nice, but I uh, I can't get to trigger just somebody there really that doesn't ring the doorbell like any motion. Until I did a little further digging. And this is why I encourage people to always explore all the options on apps or setups that you may have. Do You mean read the it's instructions? Low- Well, that or just do the poking around thing that I do and just have to go view every option. It turns out that there's a nice feature on this doorbell where I can actually draw out a zone Mm -hmm. where that is the trigger for motion on in the video. So in other words, if you imagine I'm looking at my front doorstep, I've got a front patio I've got and then I've got my yard out beyond that in the street out behind that. I can actually draw a a square or or rectangle area for the the bottom patio where somebody's feet would be
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: that is what's now triggering motion so it does not get triggered by cars zooming by because the cars and the road are not in that zone i drew off it's just saying only notice if there's motion inside this rectangle i drew on the screen and that's what's now saved. And that works like a dream. So we get everything nice. we want out of it now. If somebody steps up to our door or walks by our door, we get notified by motion uh, that someone's there. We obviously get the audio alert if somebody rings the doorbell. And it does do that recording of anytime there's motion, we get a recording. We can go back and play back. Um, but that was the big hangup I had on that doorbell. And lo and behold, there was a fix for it. So I appreciate. No, that's great. Uh, I I wish it was a little more obvious instead of me having to dig what felt like four levels deep on some settings to find it, but. It was nice to know it was there. So. Well,
0: I think most importantly, you're very happy that you figured it out rather than having to call me to tell you how to do that. I, uh, I, I think that's what makes it really, really nice. Is I didn't have to search
1: your... any Reddit boards. I didn't have to call my brother. <laughs> I found it all out myself. <laughs> nice. I, that's always a nice accomplishment. So, yes.
0: so let me ask you one quick question on that. Do you get any notifications when shadows, like if it goes from mm. sun to cloud, do you get any of that? No. So I have one camera in my house. and it's one thing that's kind of annoyed me in a basement. And we often keep the blinds somewhat closed down there to try to keep everything cool. But there's some light that creeps in. And usually about 10 a.m. in the morning when the sun gets past a, you know, past a uh, tree out in our backyard comes in through kind of a crack of, um, uh, of where our blinds are that we get a notice on it. And I'm trying to figure out a way to either teach it, that that is not movement, um, mm-hmm. or whether that's something that can be a, a an upcoming feature. But I, I don't see. like it when you know if it's going from cloud to sun to cloud to sun. All of a sudden, we're getting all these notices. But I guess yeah. I'd rather have more notices than less. In terms of, I'd rather True. have false notices rather than miss notice, uh, miss things that should have been noticed. But yeah, yeah. so. Well, that's good. So Alan, how about, do you have something you want to jump in with you? Are you, that was kind of your thing. Uh, you want me to jump in with another I, one? I got one more thing no. I want to share.
1: Um, I've got one thing I want to share okay. as well.
0: You want to do um, that first?
1: Yeah. Right. Let me, let me talk about this. This is a little, a little more niche, a little more, a little more specific, but it is something I've been having to kind of work with quite a bit um, lately. So we talked about my home theater setup a while back and you know, not going to go into too much detail on that. I, I, it, if, if anybody's interested in hearing what I'm doing home theater wise, we did a whole episode on home theaters a while back. But uh, one little challenge we ran into or one challenge, I think anybody who runs a projector in their home is going to contend with is that if you can kind of visualize this with me, Brian. Um you have your, 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 your box, your, your media player, whatever that may be. Apple TV. In my case, it could be uh, a cable box. If you're running cable for your projector, it could be a DVD player. It could be a Blu-ray player, whatever your source is of the content you're wanting to play. There's typically, you know, HDMI is kind of still the default standard as far as coming out of that. Um, uh, HDMI carries both video and audio. Mm -hmm. So my projector on the other side of the room has an HDMI input. So you would think, oh, that's easy. I could just go HDMI from one side of the room where my uh, Apple TV box is or my Blu-ray player and goes to my projector. Okay, that's great, except the audio has to be handled separately because I don't want to use the speaker on my projector as the only sound in my home theater room. That's not going to be good enough. I have a home theater setup, audio setup, it requires its own cable. So even on the Apple TV right now, the the newest Apple TV, the Apple TV 4k, it just has an HDMI out, does not have a separate audio out. Hmm. So that's, that's the challenge all of a sudden is how do you take that audio from HDMI split it so you can go to your home theaters or your, your stereo and then to your projector. Now, Some newer home stereo systems actually have an HDMI pass-through, meaning I connect my Apple TV to my home stereo that has an HDMI input, and then I can take the output, which is video only, from that home stereo, and that's what I run to the projector. My problem is my home stereo is just old enough where it does not have that HDMI pass-through. So what I've had to do is I had to research. I finally found a box that worked for me the way I wanted it to, is an HDMI audio extractor, okay? So this is a small box that you take the HDMI coming from your like Apple TV, for example. You plug in this little box and then on the other side of the box is an HDMI out, but also an audio optical audio out. So it's taking that HDMI mm. signal and it's splitting it. Video goes out HDMI and then audio goes through this audio optical audio channel. The optical audio cable is what I'm then plugging into my home stereo. The HDMI video out is what I'm routing to my projector. So that kind of takes care of that need. It's a little $30 box. There's a lot of different manufacturers of them. The one I got is a company called A-V-E-D-I-O, a a video. Hmm. And it was on Amazon. It's good quality from what I can tell. It's working great for me. Good reviews and uh, it will support uh, HDR, 4K video, high-resolution stuff. So that's what I'm using to kind of split you know, the audio signal. The, the other thing about nice about this box is it also acts as a HDMI switcher. So I can have two things plugged into it, and, and it comes with its own little remote control where I can toggle between input one or two. So I have my Apple TV on one input. I've got like a Blu-ray player on the second input. So I can easily say, well, just, you know, both of those HDMIs are going into this box. And then on the other side is taking the video and audio, splitting it and sending it to my projector and my sound system. Very nice. So that's been kind of, you know, interesting to kind of be wiring up and working with and thinking mm-hmm. through some of these little challenges when you do want to have a projector home theater where your video player, your your projector is on a farther end of the room than where your audio sound system is. And how do you get that to work, especially with, Older sound systems like what I have. And, and what uh, was,
0: what was the name of the, uh, the second piece you talked about? The the remote control switcher
1: It's actually the same box.
0: Oh, it's the same box.
1: Okay. Yeah. The one okay. I got is a combination audio extractor uh, okay. and HDMI switcher. Nice. All right. All in one box. And it's, you know, I don't like having a separate little remote control to go between those two inputs, but I don't really switch those inputs very often. Yeah. So I just kind of leave that little remote tucked away somewhere. And it does have a push button on the front of the switcher where it will toggle between the two inputs. So you can go up and do it manually like a like a caveman if you want mm-hmm. to. But um <laughs> but uh I, I like it especially the fact there's only about thirty dollars for the whole box to do both HDMI switching and splitting out your audio to go to your sound system. So kind of a critical piece for a home theater yeah. system if your if your receiver, your audio receiver, doesn't handle video as well. So
0: so, Alan, what's the um, the remote that comes with it? Is that just an IR IR signal, like a typical yeah. kind of straight point point at it? Yep. So you so you could also build that into a universal remote if you you know, had it as an option or something like that for somebody. I'm
1: not using any other remotes right now um, except your Apple, Apple except TV. the Apple TV one. Yeah. Now I'm that is the next project for me because I do have to manually turn on the projector. Uh, <sighs> I know the projector does not. Um, Yeah, it it does not automatically turn on through ARC, like a Mm -hmm. connection with your Apple TV. Yeah. Projector won't do it. If it was TV, TV would, but projector, the one I got, will not turn on automatically. So I have to manually hit the remote for the projector and then everything else I can do, Apple TV remote. Volume up and down, uh, control the Apple TV signal, all that. Now it is nice if the Apple TV turns off, I can leave the room and the projector, if it doesn't see a video signal for like two minutes, yeah. it will power itself down. So I don't have to manually turn off the projector, but I do have to manually turn it on. But I'm going to work on getting a universal remote and tie all that together. And that would happen with the uh, switcher, the HDMI switcher as well. So um, that's well, been a little bit of my project.
0: The yeah. best part of that whole story was the fact that you still manually turn on your projector. And it makes yeah, me feel like that there's just yet another thing that, that you're uh not keeping up you know with your tech uh, prowess i'm just uh Pretty, I keep it around for exercise that, purposes. <laughs> it's for exercise purposes. <laughs> you got to reach reaching, over to that remote
1: <laughs> reaching for this other remote, the button, the uh, thumb button action on pressing yeah. it. That's, that's a, that's an important regimen yeah. for me right now. Your so thumb
0: is probably stronger than mine. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, your, your setup is pretty sweet and I'm, uh, I am a little jealous when it comes to movie, movie nights, but anyway. Yeah. All right. So I got one more thing, Alan. Well, real quick. Speedy, um, yeah. So, uh, My wife had a birthday, uh, last week and, um, and thanks for your, well, I guess you, you didn't call or any, yeah. Well, thanks for your, I'm sure internal thoughts for her, Alan. Um, I I was
1: thinking a lot about her birthday that
0: day. Okay, good, good. Mm -hmm. Um, so for those who don't know, uh, I don't think I've mentioned this much before. So my wife, uh, swims a lot. That's her main exercise. Mm -hmm. So she goes and swims laps, uh, lap swims, um, she got me to start swimming with her once my knees started to kind of uh, go south on me. So we've been doing lap swimming together, and it's maddening for me. Uh, it's absolutely maddening to, to stay in a pool for an hour staring at the, the line. She doesn't mind it, but I did start to notice one thing, Alan. We would go to the gym together, uh, ride together, and on the way, we'd have the radio on. And if a song that she doesn't like came on the radio, she would very quickly go over and change the channel. She's like, I can't have that in my head for the next hour. So Uh, she's like, I can't have that one in my head. So of course I got it in my head. Like, all right, I got to give her something technology based because that's what I do. And let me figure out something. So so I started looking into uh, swimming headphones, which Mm. I wasn't even sure was a thing uh, at the time. I mean, I know there's waterproof headphones, but actual ones that could be done or used... For swimming and swimming laps okay. um, so I did a lot of research, and I will tell you if you 're into this at all there is a lot of uh, there 's a lot of decisions you have to make because um, probably every other review you read about any of these will be it 's horrible the other one mm. is it 's great it 's horrible it 's great mm. and so if this was on Amazon a product, I would never buy these things because you 're constantly hearing. So anyway, uh, there's a couple of things about uh, the ones that I bought. So I bought some that are by a company called Aftershocks, uh, with S H O K Z Aftershocks with the Z, mm-hmm. uh, and they're called X Trainers, and they're made specifically for lap swimming. Mm-hmm. Now, what makes these kind of uh, interesting is they're bone conduction headphones. Okay. So the, the headphones wrap around the back, like they're kind of a semi stiff um, kind of uh, wrap around headphone that goes above the ear. Mm-hmm. And then there's pads that go on the side of the head. So they're like, um, uh, I don't know uh, the size of gosh, what um, like a little, little bandaid size kind of uh, pads that go on the cheekbones Okay. And the sound is actually being reverberated through your your bones. Mm-hmm. So it's not in your ear at all. Your ear is totally open. So this goes over the ear from behind and then on the, the sides of the head. So hmm. what's really cool about these is, and, and there's kind of two different camps on this for people that have done this swimming headphones. Some people like them in their ear because they're like, I like to plug up my ear so no water's getting in and I get the sound sure. straight in. Other people like this say no wait a minute if that's in there those move around a lot whenever i do a flip turn Mm -hmm. gets annoying scratches my ear and i get ear infections all that sort of stuff so what this does is leave the ear open um Mm -hmm. the other really cool part about it is that for one it being that it's bone conduction once you get in the water i was absolutely amazed with the sound of these things outside of the water it sounds very pingy, kind of like a really cheap pair of headphones. And you're like, Oh, no, this is going to be kind of annoying. The moment you get in the water and your ears mm-hmm. plug up, like the water gets in your ears, all of a sudden you've got outstanding bass. The bass is just really, really cool. Um, so they give you head, they give you earplugs to go with it because some people like to plug up their ears already. And so automatic you, you've got kind of all the sound inside. Um, But the moment you dip your head in the water and start to swim and the water gets in your ears like it always does as you're swimming, the sound is just really, really cool. Okay? that is bone conduction.
1: This this is fascinating to me. I'm still, it's like weird science that somehow this works because I just, trying to wrap your head around it, it's just so odd. So I'm even looking right now, Brian, to see what these look like and kind of.
0: So did you look them up? The aftershocks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me tell you one more thing about him. So here's another big piece. Of course, my dream initially was, oh, cool. Uh, Laura could jump in. She could have her phone on the side of the pool, stream some music as she's swimming back and forth. Well, there's the other piece. Bluetooth, um, as of course we know, Bluetooth has what a range, what, Alan, 30 feet, something like that? Yeah. Yeah, 30 feet. In the water, do you know what the range is for Bluetooth?
1: Hmm.
0: Four inches. Okay. Wow. So Bluetooth does not work in water. So considerably
1: shorter. (laughs) A
0: little bit (laughs) shorter. Okay. Now there are Bluetooth headphones out there for swimmers, but they will tell you very quickly. This is for you to take your Apple Watch off the band, put it in your swim cap, right behind your headphones, and play music. So just say start it. Tuck it behind your swim cap behind your head and it's close enough to do it. I was like, that's not going to happen. My wife doesn't wear Damn. a swim cap but she swims. I don't want to force her to. So I purposely look for ones that have a storage device on them. So these are MP3 uh, devices. You load playlist onto them and then just tell it to go shuffle and right. let it play. So they are on-device uh, storage Okay. And I tell you, we are I've been super impressed. I've swam with them once. She swam with them about uh, two or three times now. And surprisingly, my wife usually doesn't like the tech stuff I try to get her. She's kind of tech-averse until she she doesn't like trying new things as much. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I thought she would be a little upset about it. And she came back and was like, I love it. It's great. Uh, I put it wow. on shuffle. It's actually got it so that when you store these, they, they plug into the computer. It shows up as a little... Um, Hard drive, you can create multiple folders. So you can have a folder one that's podcast. You can have a folder two that's Brian's. So you can have a folder three that Laura's. And then when you're wearing them, you can click and hold, and it'll shift to the next folder. And then you can say shuffle, and there you go. Wow. So I have to say I'm really impressed. Now, how long they'll last? I don't know. Uh, sure. I don't know the company well. But and they were expensive. I will say, I I bought the ones that were. There were a couple different bone conduction ones that were made for swimmers. I think one was like seventy nine. These were one hundred yeah. and forty. Yeah. Now I got them on a deal through a uh, another place. I think for maybe one thirty. But I tell you, the ability to be able to say, Laura, you get to go swim and you know do the thing that you love and and also be able to not be as bored. I'm I'm kind of happy with it. So
1: that's the, you got the X trainers. The X trainers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now they have a bunch of, bunch of them that are waterproof and made for water sports. These specifically, I think are the ones that are low profile and made for swimming laps. Now one you may be wondering, like, if this doesn't go in your ear, does it move when you're splashing around and doing flip turns, especially? And I will say it did move a little bit for me, but here's the other Mm -hmm. benefit of the bone conduction. If it slides a quarter inch one direction, it's still on bone. Yeah, but if if it were to slide a quarter inch out of my ear for the in-ear ones, that's a problem, right? Considerable difference. Yeah, yeah, the bone conduction ones I think are really pretty cool, really
1: interesting. I honestly have never put on a bone conduction headphone before. Yeah, yeah, to see what it would sound like, and I definitely have not done one underwater to see the difference there either. But that's uh, that's really interesting. I'm glad they found a a solution that works.
0: Yeah, no, it's cool. And uh, and I thought the same thing. I had some reviews that said, "Oh gosh, it feels like it's tickling." me because yeah. it's vibration but i think that's why when you're outside the water these things don't sound incredibly bassy if they did i think you'd probably get the tickle right but when you get in the water your ears close up and all of a sudden everything stays in your head kind of thing that's interesting it doesn't yeah. feel as tickly it's like it's just yeah you're just hearing it and it's it's super cool uh i will that's say great. you know we ha- we used to swim when i was in graduate school um at East Carolina, they had a pool where they would pump water, or they pump music under the water. But of mm-hmm. course, that was the music that college students were choosing to play yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So uh, I, I've always loved having music as I swim. So this is kind of a nice thing. Now, now the question is, can Laura and I swim at different times so that I can use it as well? So you but, can uh, use it, or do you get the tech
1: down for a second pair? Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: So, very very right. cool. So that's
0: my other cool. That's my other tech kind of okay. advance in the last uh, week or so. Yeah.
1: That's kind of the things over the past week we've been dabbling and playing with and working on or fixing with uh, using technology. But let Brian, let's uh, let's flip over and do kind of what I teased at the beginning, which I think is just kind of fun. You know, people are always asking me. I don't know if you get this or not too, but uh, you know, what what apps are you using right now? What what apps do you use for this? What app do you use for that? And I think people even online will kind of dare each other to put up a screenshot of show us what apps you have on the home screen of your phone. Yep. The idea being, and again, I'm sure some people maybe have some different philosophies to it, but the idea generally is that the apps you find yourself using the most, the more frequently, typically are the ones you're going to put on the first home screen of your app, of your phone, yep. instead yep. of flipping through multiple pages or going into subfolders or anything else. Now, uh, someone I know that really close to me might even live in my house um for a while I had a philosophy of putting every app might that's on their phone house. every app that's on their phone in alphabetical order on the oh, phone geez. oh jeez which i thought was crazy talk <laughs> like, i don't understand <laughs> why you would do this this seems insane it worked for this individual mm-hmm. um because this individual associated everything app wise with, well, I know, I know the letter. So if I'm looking for Twitter, I flip over to the T's and there it is. So I get it. I'm more likely to group things on my phone by category or type mm-hmm. of app. Yep. But the homepage is sacred. The homepage is like, look, these are the apps I need to get to right away. Are you kind yep. of the same idea with the way yep. you organize your apps? I've got yep. folders Further back, you know, if you flip into the second, third panel, I'm into the folder category, but on the homepage, I don't put folders out there. That that is truly one touch. I want to get to these apps. Correct.
0: Correct. My, my homepage is one touch apps that I do not want to have to search or scroll for. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So now you want to start covers- with the, you want
0: to start with the tray? Like you want to start like what's on your actual yep. high needs, you know?
1: Well, I was going to say that's the bottom four and these are yep. prevalent on all pages of your, of your iPhone or your app or your, your device. They stay at the bottom or in the tray, no matter what. And you have yep. the room for four, four apps that can go, you don't have to use four, but most people try to use four. Um yep. I'll, I'll say Brian I'll just tease you three of mine are stock Apple apps so three mm. of mine are going to be very basic but I do have one that's two
0: two of mine cost- are and I'm Apple. guessing my two are going to line up with two of your three right. so, so what what stock Apple apps do you have in the tray um, messages
1: oh no Ooh. okay all right I messages, do messages is one in the tray yeah
0: yep. I always need to see like if there's a new message okay, okay. so I got messages and then I've got Safari
1: I do have Safari
0: okay right. And then I have my email client.
1: Well, I have my email client, which minus spark. Yep. Mine is as well. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the one I have different is I do have my phone app in my tray. Uh,
0: You do. Okay.
1: Yep. I do have my phone app. I still use my phone as a phone frequently enough. And I have the camera in my tray. Ooh,
0: camera. Okay.
1: I am always needing to get access to my camera quickly. And, Hmm. uh, So I keep, so my, my tray is phone, spark for mail, Safari, and camera.
0: Okay. Mine is messages in this order, messages, spark, fantastical, which is my calendar app Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Safari. Those are my four that stay down there. So, so Alan, let me, let me ask you, and, and I'll, and I completely, uh, get that you get to your camera a lot and I, and I actually do as well. So the reason I don't have my... I actually have... I don't even think I have a camera icon on here is because there are so many other ways to get to it, right? Yeah. I mean, swiping right on the home screen. Swipe right on the home screen. down from the top
1: corner. There are a lot of ways. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I I just don't use valuable, in my opinion, valuable resources for that. However... um, you're right. That's, that's definitely something I try to get to a little bit more often. Now, when it comes to the home screen, mine's going to be a little different, I think, uh, for you hmm. in terms of number of them, because I only have eight other apps on there hmm. because I use most of my screen for uh, a widget, which is my calendar uh, Calendar and to-do widget takes up half of my screen. You're doing the widgets.
1: So you only so, have eight apps on your home screen. I do well, not eight have eight any, plus the tray. Yeah, eight so twelve right, total. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I do not have any widgets. So I am mm-hmm. I am rocking the three, four five six. I'm rocking the twenty four apps on my wow. home screen. Okay.
0: All right. So yeah, the, you you probably don't have a whole lot of scrolling flipping that you need to do. It's no. everything's right there that you use. I try use to keep often.
1: most ninety percent of what I do is on that home screen. Okay. Um, I've toyed with the widgets. The whole putting up widgets on your home screen. Yep. I have just gotten so used to, I still just flip to the left and go to my whatever, the list of widgets. Um, Yeah, what is that called? What um, is that called? Um, hmm. That's enough for me. I've I've gotten used to that so much. I've got a podcast widget. I've got a weather widget. I've got my news widget. All those I see at a quick, I just scroll to the left. I've got them. So I I, I do keep my home screen on my phone for apps only.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, since you have a lot of apps on there, how about I list out some of mine yep. and you can check those off to see if you're, you're with it. So one, okay. I have phone, fo- I have phone on mine as one of my, one of my eight right. remaining, ones. you already mentioned you had that. And I'm guessing you probably have messages somewhere on I, your home.
1: Okay. Med- messages is on my home screen. Yep.
0: I have music. I do I have, have my music, music on my app. Home
1: screen. Yep.
0: I have, um, I have podcast app. I have
1: podcasts as
0: well. Okay. I have the maps app. I do. Uh, which, which I always, it's funny, uh, probably every other week I'm switching between Google maps and Apple mm. maps. I use Apple maps because it will navigate me with my watch, which I love when I'm driving to have the vibration to tell me a turn's coming, but I much prefer Google maps. I mean, Google maps mm. to me is, is just still so much better, but anyway, I have maps there. Um, I have files. Which I do not
1: have files on my mm-hmm. home screen.
0: Yeah, I use all the time because I think Alan, you and I talked about before. I I use my desktop as my shared document center throughout mm-hmm. my devices. So when mm-hmm. I'm when I've got something I want to see on my iPad, I throw it on my desktop on my laptop yeah. and it's there on my files app and my phone as well. So
1: I, I do the exact same thing. It's just files as a second second screen. Second pager.
0: Ooh, not second in the top 28 or a top twenty four. No, wow. Not okay. in the top twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Um the other let's see I have Teams. I have Microsoft Teams because the other job that I use uses that.
1: Um, I am not a Microsoft Teams, but I will see your Microsoft Teams and say that, mm-hmm. um, kind of as comparison to those two Slack, um, Slack I have on yep. my home screen cause we yep. use that for our team uh-huh. and zoom. I have on my home screen uh, okay. because I'm yep. on zoom about half the day. It seems like yep. so.
0: Yep. And I rarely use zoom on my phone, but it is on there somewhere. So, and then the other two, I'm kind of somewhat embarrassed to say they're there. Uh, but, uh, Twitter, which I'm not that embarrassed because that's kind of my news. That's my news. I think we talked about before. I use Twitter I've for news. Yep. And then I have Messenger from Facebook. And that's because mm. I'm doing a lot of selling of things. And I don't have the notifications coming on. I just have the little number up there. Well, when unfortunately, there's, a there's just
1: enough people that even if you tell them to use another tool to reach out to you, they're still going to use yep. Facebook Messenger. Totally. And, I feel bad when I miss messages from people on Facebook Messenger, but I, unfortunately, Brian, I have it on my home screen too. And I don't yep. like it, but yep. it is there. Yep. Um So that's all eight of yours, huh?
0: That's it. And, and so then your again, homepage I'm is be really, yeah.
1: yeah. But your homepage apps are really geared towards communication. It's really all about making sure if somebody needs to get a hold of you, that it's easy to do.
0: Yep. Yep. A hold of me, and then the, you know, the things that I so. If if you if ask me which podcasts, which of the things yeah. that I'm going to open my phone up and have to get to an app for, it's yeah. usually email, music, podcast, and maybe Teams. And then the other yeah. things are things that when I have time, I'm going to search or something. So sure. tell me what, what what are we missing or what do you have um, in addition to that?
1: All right. And again, alongside Messenger, which... I don't like having this app on here either, yeah, but Facebook, I, I have okay. to use it for business and for promotion of other stuff. I do. I do have Facebook on there. Okay. There's enough activity I'm having to do with clients and my own work on Facebook. Unfortunately, that I do have the app on my homepage along with that, got the whole trio. So I've got Facebook, I've got messenger and I've got the Facebook business suite, mm. which is an app that I use to manage various accounts that I help manage. And, uh, the business suite app is it's okay. It's not great, but it'll let me go into different profiles, different pages I manage, and view the content there and, and help manage that a little bit better. Um, I have my calendar app, but I'm using the stock Apple calendar. I have not made the jump to Fantastic I've been tempted, yeah, um, but just have not been able to pull the trigger on making that biggest shift yet. It's it's so um, good, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have my to do app, which I know you have a widget for your to do yep. stuff, but I have yep. my to do the number two Mm and D O my to do app is on my homepage and I've got Apple reminders as well. Now you may say that sounds kind of redundant, but there's actually a reason for it is reminders. The Apple reminders I use, if there's something that I need to do like that day today, that's like, I need it to pop up a reminder. I need it to tell me, Hey, turn off the water on the water sprinkler. Um, I got to give our dog an insulin shot at, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning. And so I need something that's just going to really pop up and just be something quick. It's going to be on I, all I your devices, go across. Yeah, yep. that's right. Mm-hmm. To do, my master to-do list is more projects and work to-do items that may not have a specific time associated with it. It's just things I got to be doing. So they're so, not going to ping
0: you every day, but when you pull that list up, you're going to see all of them.
1: Right. That's right. That's what I use uh,
0: things for. Yeah. Yeah, You and I use those together. Same thing.
1: So if Mm -hmm. I sit in, if I get into work in the morning, I will pull up my to do item and see what is what's on the docket for me to do today and what I need to plan for going forward. Reminders, the Apple built in reminders is truly, Hey, remind me I need to disable the security system at the office because the cleaning crew is going to be coming in to clean the office, you know, things that are more time sensitive. I need to be notified no matter what device I'm on. So. so Alan,
0: let me, as I'm thinking about this, let me, let me try to guess a couple of your others. Sure. Real okay. quick. Okay. No, that's fine.
1: This is exhilarating. This is, so I, I'm,
0: Go ahead. I'm positive. I, I'll put money on that. You have notes on there. I do. Okay. Yep. Notes is going to be there. Um, yes. You already mentioned Slack. Um,
1: what, Amazon.
0: No. No. Okay. Amazon's I, a, a second
1: pager. It's too tempting to put it on the homepage. Yeah, I, will, yeah. I will spend too much time there. So I, okay. I, so I relegate a, it to the second page. There's a miss for me.
0: Uh, I'm going to say, knowing you, that there is at least one, if not two finance apps, like your bank app.
1: Not on my homepage. What?
0: Do you have uh, a folder for them? Do you have a folder for finance?
1: No, no. They're all on my second page.
0: Okay. I was going to say, I, I have like, on my second page, I have a folder, which has like 20 finance apps in it. I have
1: six, 20, six finance apps on my second page.
0: Yeah. So I have one, uh, nine, 18, uh, 20, <laughs> 24 finance yeah. apps. So they're on a folder. Oh, um,
1: I've got yeah. a lot more finance apps in my folders, but on my uh, second gotcha. page of apps, I've got six. <laughs> they made it. So, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then, uh, well, I'm guessing you probably have something to do with your home. Uh, HomeKit or something like that. I've got two.
1: I've got the actual home app, my HomeKit app, because I use HomeKit both at home and at my office. So I, it toggles between home and office so I can use it both places. Hmm. Um, and I've got FaceTime. I don't have FaceTime. No. Okay. Well, because I never, I hardly ever initiate a FaceTime call. And if a FaceTime call comes in, I just respond to it. I do have to find my app on my home screen, my first Ooh, tab. I wouldn't um, guess that. Okay. Mainly because I've got, I put it up there because when my middle son started driving um, a couple of years ago, I was just really wanting to make sure I was able to kind of make sure I knew it's okay where he was. I've got kids going in and out of the house. I've got, you know. It always seems like if I'm working late and I need to find out where my family is, I meet them somewhere. I'm just always wanting to know kind of where where everybody is with it. So okay, so that's just your, that's
0: just your stalker app, right? It is so my stalker, is stalker app. app. I like to know your where old people crap are app. all the time. Okay, all right. I
1: like to know where people mm-hmm. are all the time. And I'll um, see, we've mentioned most of them so far. The only other ones I think you have not mentioned, Brian, um, voice memos. I do use the voice memos app quite oh, a bit if I'm right. just. Needing to remember something and I don't feel like typing it in, I just like I hit my voice memo, record a quick note to myself. The next day, I'll listen to it and turn it into a to-do item or a hmm. note or whatever it may be. I have my clock app on there. Uh, <laughs> it's very yes. exciting! Very exciting! I know <laughs> it's exciting. Mainly for timers, mainly for timers okay. and stopwatches okay. and and all that and alarms. Um, one that's not a, a two, a two, two remaining ones that are not Apple stock apps. Um, genius scan for oh, scanning. Yeah. I'm constantly scanning paper it. documents all the time. And I just, if it's there on my homepage, it makes me remember to do it. as So often you as went can. with
0: genius scan. I think that was my mm-hmm. pick for you. Wasn't I did. I did it's it based off a your good, pick, It's such it a good really app. Such yeah. a good app. I
1: love mm-hmm. it. And then uh tune in radio. Um, okay. Tune in radio. I use because if I want to listen to, if I want to listen to like a news network, but I want to listen to it in the car yep, with yep. audio tune in radio is what I use. So I, I, if, if I'm not wanting to listen to a podcast, I want to listen to something, something live, yep. Uh, especially news. That's what I will use. So I've yep. got, you know, I four like or it. five news channels on there and I can just pull it up and listen to the audio version in my car safely and uh it's a. Uh, can i just say
0: can i just say on, on that note basis. we, we yeah. mentioned this over a year ago i think it was maybe i don't know i'm guessing probably one of our first two episodes still to this day youtube tv please please develop a audio only feature <laughs> please allow me to pull up oh, you No, know, whatever it'd be uh, so uh, nice nbc and click it off so that the screen is not wasting my battery while I'm in the car. I could play the sound over it, please. I would, I would pay yeah. $5 extra a month if they had an audio only version of well, their streaming.
1: Uh, Cause I would pull up whatever news network I want to listen yeah. to. If there's a something game? like, you know,
0: a game, I, if,
1: yeah. A, a sport, ball game.
0: game. Yeah. I listened yeah.
1: to a ball game. You know, I think there were presidential debates, you know, last mm-hmm. year going on that I really wanted to listen to, but I was traveling at the time. I'm like, oh, I really don't want to open up YouTube TV on my phone and just have it sitting off to the side, running my battery down. Right. Um, and also, I don't want to be a distracted driver either. I yeah. really just want it to be audio only. And um, Well,
0: here, here's the other thing is that YouTube does not set up, which annoys me, is not set up for the picture-in-picture like mm. a lot of other apps are. And if yeah. it did, that would be better because if I pulled up my maps and had directions yeah. going, and still wanted to have it, then sure, you know whatever. It, I just I just wanted to act like an audio app where if I pull it up and then I decide to go and pull my maps up, that it doesn't stop playing, that I could still hear it. Just to, give me audio only. It would be nice. I would be so happy. So anyway. well,
1: that's why I have TuneIn Radio to kind of act as a little bit yeah. of a replacement yeah, for that a great, for games, a great or for news, or something that I want to listen to live, but without video. And do you pay for um, that? No. Okay. Cause I, I know the, they have got the streams
0: that are version. okay. So,
1: yeah. Mine gets interrupted with ads and that's, they time it the same. Like if you're listening to like, let's say, you know, a news network, they time the ads to play when the network is playing ads as well. So you're not yeah. missing anything. Yeah. Um, so I'm okay with that. If it was for ball games, if I was listening to a lot of ball games on this, I may be willing to spring for the, the ad free version. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. my homepage. I think that covers all of them. Um, Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's everything on my home screen. So I, uh, it's a lot of Apple stock. Oh, the photos app. I also have the photos app cause I'm always pulling out my photos. Okay. So, um, a lot of stuff on the homepage is Apple stock apps, which I guess is kind of a testament to where I think a lot of them are still really good apps. Um, yeah.
0: well, and I think it's also good that for us, anything that's on that front page means if you're anything like me, I try a lot of apps. I don't mind trying something new. I'll throw it on there and give it a a week. But for it to make it on my first screen or my first two screens and to be there for a while, it has to perform pretty well and allow me. So these are things that seem to be time tested. You know, none of those are just trial apps for us. Right. Those are things that have been tested and are used pretty
1: effectively. It sounds like you and I, Brian, are on the same page as far as premier status on our phones for these non Apple standard apps. Uh, we're both big on genius scan yep. for scanning yep. for document scanning, just, you know, snapping it, storing it to our, uh, iCloud drive files or storing it anywhere else we want to. Uh, we're both big on tune in radio. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a second pager for you or not, or it's a, it's a third
0: pager, but again, my yeah. second page only has eight as well. So cause of yeah. widgets, but yes, um, yep, that's a high.
1: And then spark our email client is spark. obviously
0: spark on the tray. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, and then we both have a to-do and notes app uh, very close to the top. Yeah. Um, I, I will say real quick, just my second page, since I only had eight on the first, but because these are also pretty high, I do have ESPN app. I have my notes. I have Google News, which uh, mm. I started using recently. I'm actually surprisingly simple and clean uh, as I, as my, my news app if I'm not using... Are, you- uh, uh, You're not
1: Apple using Twitter. Apple
0: News. I am not. Well, so I, I'm not subscribed to that anymore. I okay. have only subscribed to the, uh, what is it, the second tier down, you know, the $20 tier, which so does not have music. workouts and does not get, have. Are you videos. subscribing
1: to the music? Yes. It has music, music and it has and the um, iCloud. TV.
0: And iCloud TV. and TV. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones I'm I end up the, using. Uh,
1: I'm still at the premier level mainly because there's four of us using yep. it. Well, you got and, a bigger uh, iCloud
0: that way, right? Bigger yeah.
1: iCloud storage is what we need for all four of our stuff to be backed up there. So, uh, yeah. 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 Okay, cool.
0: So, now Google News for those who want a free news that it's really bare bones simple it's not as flashy as like flipboard and some of these others which became heavily heavily dominated by ads but uh yeah google news is a good one and then i have my my finance folder which i said i i tend to to go too often so those seem to be yeah. the big ones that's great uh that's kind of fun i i we should check up on that you know and A few months and try to see if we've changed on that at all. Because I I imagine as the iOS is developed and they start developing new ways for us to access some of these things, that some may become more or less useful uh, as time goes on. But
1: agreed. Hey, let's tag this as an idea. I think a future topic you and I ought to get into on a dedicated episode is finance applicate, uh, finance apps. Because go. it sounds like we both have a nice plethora of ones we use for some reason or another. So, um, well, I have to pay attention to the twenty
0: dollars I have in my savings. So, yeah, make sure it's well
1: protected. Um, you know, you and I have talked about productivity. <laughs> we've talked about other things, but we've never really dug into just what do we use or recommend for managing personal finances. I, love it. I know it's a little more it. subjective. But uh, I do think I'd love to hear what you are using, and I can yep. share what I'm using, and maybe some ideas we have on it too. So perfect. Uh, yeah, it sounds good. Finance apps would be a good good topic for the future. Could um, be depressing,
0: but yes, finance would be good.
1: Well, we yeah. don't have to talk about what we're seeing in our finance. Okay. Apps. Okay. <laughs> so, like, good. Don't good. Share numbers. <laughs> we're just how do we how do we keep an eye on how bad we're doing financially? Nice. So that that's all. Um, all right, well, this is fun. This is this this was cool. good. We did a little catching up. We did a little uh, swapping of things we're working on and our little iPhone comparison apps there. Not too bad. Yeah. Yep. Not too bad.
0: I like it. I like it.
1: Well, well, maybe, we maybe are, you know,
0: maybe we'll find a, a guest, uh, you know, for our next one. We'll see. You know, if not, this well, has I've been just, pretty I've fun. I've
1: interviewed so many, and I've yeah. had to cut so many for one reason or another.
0: Everybody wants to be on,
1: right? Well, I mean, or some people, you know, I find old tweets they made that were not really ones that we want to have <laughs> re- re- responsible <laughs> on the show represented here. So we have to be very mindful of that. So just a lot of people I'm having to really uh, – really uh, us out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it takes we'll a long time a to
0: go deal. through references, right? It really does.
1: Um, well, yeah. they get, they got to call you back. We have to set up times to talk through the, yeah. the applicants and uh, it's a lot of, it's a lot of things to do. We will have a guest again soon. I can, I can say that with certainty. Uh, and we'll get into some more topics on personal family home tech again, next time we get together. But until then, Brian, if somebody heard something we said here and really wanted to follow up with us or chat more about it uh how can they how can they go about reaching us
0: yep our usual email at uh, info at the mesh TV. that's info at the mesh TV. you can tell us future topic ideas um tell us about what's uh, what apps are on your uh first page that you know you ought to uh recommend for us to to move up uh, in our lineup um and uh and also keep in mind we have uh we do have a facebook page we have a twitter uh page and process now um so we'll start using that a little bit more for some additional picks and reviews and um, so uh, come check us out so info at the mesh.tv. that's
1: it all right everybody thanks for listening today and uh we will be back soon with another episode of brothers in tech so until then stay tuned take care talk to you later
0: bye-bye